You're listening to The Den Download, a podcast designed to help coaches and movement enthusiasts with tools and insights for building a strong body, a stronger mindset, and your strongest life. I'm your host, Allison Tenney, a strength and conditioning coach on this journey with you to have in-depth conversations of what it means to have an impact on and in the world around us. Let's dive in. And welcome to episode five of the Den Download, where today I'm going to dive into my own entrepreneurial journey, which it has been a journey and it continues to be. And I think this is an important topic that we go through together because I come across a lot of questions and there can be a lot of uncertainty and isolation and questions that come up about running your own business. And so many of you that reach out ask questions about programming and running a business and all the things that go into the technical, the tactical, the mindset, and some of the pitfalls that pop up for all of us. So I'm going to be super transparent with you in today's episode. I'll share some of my own experiences, pitfalls, some numbers, and really take the rose-colored glasses off. Because being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. And if you start your own business, have been running your own business, you know these things. And the biggest thing that I want to say before we dive into all of those things is that my way is not the way, and it's probably not the way for you. But a lot of times in just sharing our stories, we do feel less alone. We feel less isolated. And to me, this is also a key to making your business and being an entrepreneur sustainable. You have to be able to share those stories, you have to feel supported, and you have to have spaces and people that you can turn to for that support. Before I started my business, I was a soccer coach, and I think that has really helped me and informed the way I run my business, particularly when it comes to programming and client care. So as a college coach, I was doing all of the on-field coaching. And I was also helping to plan out practices, run warm-ups, and at one point I was also asked to do the strength and conditioning piece. Because a lot of times what happens in collegiate sports, particularly women's college soccer, the strength piece gets a little bit left behind. And so I was asked to step into this role of writing the strength and conditioning as well as run practice sessions on the field. So I had this really great opportunity, this hybrid role, to be able to see my athletes on the field, help run practices, and also coordinate what was going on off the field, in the weight room, for their fitness programs. So when it comes to the strength and conditioning piece, it comes to the periodization piece and how all those things fit together, I had been doing that for years and years and years, writing in-season 
strength programs, writing off-season strength programs, writing a strength and conditioning summer fitness packet for my college athletes. So I was getting to put together year-long programs and see those athletes through their four-year college careers. So that was my background in stepping into running my own business. Now, caveat, (laughs) running a business is much different than the actual coaching piece. And those are two very different skills. And so it was a long journey for me to finally figure out the rhythm and what worked for my business. So for me, having the actual coaching skill and coaching as a profession gave me a huge leg up in terms of confidence and how to be able to implement an effective training program. That stuff comes second nature to me now because I was having to respond to athletes based on the demands of the game, based on what the head coach wanted, based on what our athletic trainer was telling me for injuries. So I was having to constantly shift and manage and see what the needs of my athletes were in front of me and be able to shift with them. It is a skill to be able to assess an athlete or a client in front of you to see how they move and what their needs are. And there's nothing that can really take the place of that other than experience. When I would have our team show up for warm-ups, I would have an idea of what I wanted to do for that warm-up because I knew what the idea was for practice for the day. So if it was a more intense training day, I would have to adjust warm-up for this group of athletes. And when they would show up and we would start our warm-up lap and they would be sluggish, lethargic, or tired, or it was finals week, or one of our players was coming off of an injury, there was always some slight adjustments that would need to happen. And that would happen in real time based off of the feedback that I was getting from them during those first few minutes of practice. So now when I have clients that might be going through an off week or an off month or need something just a little bit different, I'm able to adjust with them. And that's a skill that came from coaching my college athletes. And that's a skill that we have to develop based off of experience. And if you are looking to gain more experience, gain more confidence in your programming, in how you work with clients, in how you adjust for clients, the best piece of advice that I can offer you is put yourself in situations where you have to do that, whether that's volunteering for a team or a sport that you're interested in, or going into your local Y, or a gym that you're interested in helping out with. So many people are looking for good people to help. So go help. Get that experience. I actually started my business because I had a number of alumni that were coming back to me after they graduated from college and wanted me to write their fitness program. I had done it for them for four years, and they were looking for ways to continue to stay in shape. 
it is kind of one of the pitfalls of being a college athlete is that you are used to being handed a strength and conditioning program. You're used to showing up to practice, being told what to do, and having somebody else manage that aspect of your life for you. So I had all of these alumni that were coming back to me asking me for a program, and I thought, hmm, you know what? I should probably charge for this. And that is literally how I started my business. I was also starting to get into the online space by following organizations and people like Girls Gone Strong and was very inspired by their message and their empowering message for women in the strength and conditioning field. Things I did off the bat that I'm very happy that I did was number one, file for an LLC. Some people will go the sole proprietorship route. I went right for the LLC um, and I'm happy that I did that. I also had a PayPal account that was specifically for business. And at that point, I just started writing programs for alumni, which turned into my neighbors starting to ask questions about what this business was. So I had some one-on-one -on -one clients that would come to my garage and train with me that were also a hybrid approach. They would come see me once a week. I would send them home with a PDF for their other workouts. And this was really how I got my start for my business, was sending out PDFs to clients on a monthly basis and having a couple one-on-one -on -one clients come to my garage. I was doing this on the side as I was coaching college soccer and during that time also got pregnant and had my two babies. So between college coaching, having a family, and starting this business, it was really all I could handle at that point. I am not one to pull out a safety net from underneath of you. So full disclosure, and I think this is also very, very important to understand, is that I'm married and I have a husband who also has an income that helps support our family. We are dual income based off of my college coaching. And for the first few years of my business, I was not making money. <laughs> it's not a six-figure launch right out of the gate. And so for me, just starting the business, just having some clients was good enough because for those first probably two years, I was still coaching college soccer and I had two babies. So context is everything. If you are in need of money fast, then cool, launch something right out of the gate and charge and make that money. For me, it really was more of a creative outlet where I got to work with a little bit different population. I love movement. I love programming. And it became this creative outlet for me to be able to do that outside of the soccer world. My business changed drastically when we moved cities and I no longer was coaching soccer. And so it really was the thing that I had left. So when we moved from Seattle, where
where I was coaching college soccer to Orlando, I went all in on my business. And I had already hired a couple coaches, a couple mentors. I had dabbled in different types of programs. And I will say one of the most powerful things was learning from others. But it has to be the right fit. And this is one of the hardest things that I find in the online space, especially in the past year or so, where, quote, business coaching has exploded. Now, there are some wonderful business coaches that I have been privileged to work with. There are also some not so good business coaches. And one of the lines in the sand that I finally drew after mm, wasting some money was if that person or that coach hasn't built what I want to build, I'm not going to pay them for it. I want you to get specific around why you're hiring certain coaches. And if the answer is, I want them to give me the answer, that's not good enough. One of the things I've discovered is that there are no magic answers and there certainly are no magic coaches. Coaches are going to hold you accountable. They can give you their advice, their experience, their expertise, but you are the one that is crafting this business. You are the one that has to do that work. And so I definitely got caught in the trap of, well, they must know. They have the successful business. They have all the answers. I should hire them. And if I do, then I'll be successful. Then this will be easy. And that is the farthest thing from the truth. I'm not sure there's anything easy about being an entrepreneur. And if you feel the same way, that probably means you're doing it right. Not that you're doing anything wrong. Once I moved away from soccer, I doubled down on my business. I doubled down on my skill set and my strengths. And one of the things that comes from doubling down and trusting yourself is really honing your message and your voice. And there is nothing like doing that than reps. Reps on reps on reps. And this is why I love strength training so much because the metaphors are everywhere. If you want to get stronger, you have to lift. If you want your business to be successful, you have to show up for it again and again and again. There is no substitute for you showing up, being clear about your message, attracting the customers that you want to work with, and having the confidence and the conviction in your vision. The secret is there is no secret. And I really believe that when you are prioritizing a bigger mission other than lining your own pockets, which believe me, get that bag. I want you to line your pockets. But when that mission is bigger than you, and you are trying to create new possibilities for people, you show up from a place of abundance. So much of the business world and being an entrepreneur can be a scarcity trap. 
And I want you to stay out of those scarcity traps. Because when you work from a place of abundance, when you work from a place of sustainable abundance, you just show up differently. And I know that can feel very woo and like, Allison, how do I actually do that? It looks different for everybody. There's so much work that I have done offline that have nothing to do with programming and nothing to do with business. And yet it has everything to do with both. Because when you invest in your personal development, in therapy, in understanding social justice issues, in understanding the isms and your own privilege, you just show up differently. The light switch goes on and you can't turn that light off and you operate in the world in different ways. That has also been a game changer for me and my business. I don't just look for the next business course or marketing guru that I think can help me to a six-figure launch. I look for the pieces of myself that need development. And I go after that because that is how I'm going to show up with confidence and conviction, with the vulnerability, with the authenticity, with the integrity to stay in line with my mission and my values. And only you can define those things. So let's switch gears slightly and I'll give you a bit more of some tactical pull back the curtain behind the scenes of some things that have really helped my business and changed my business and helped me streamline a lot of my systems and processes. The first being the online mobile app platform that I use to deliver my programs. It's called True Coach. There are a number of platforms out there. Train Heroic is another one that I had looked into. I went with True Coach perspective. Before I was writing everything in Excel, transferring it onto a PDF, emailing back and forth with my clients and keeping track of a lot of stuff in Google Docs. This is where a lot of us start in Google Docs, in Excel, and emails back and forth. For me, it ended up being a lot of things that were falling through the crack. So Changing over to TrueCoach allowed me to take on more clients, house all of their programs in one place, attach exercise demo videos that were my own and other badass women in the industry, and be able to adjust and communicate with clients in more real time. They can take videos, post notes, ask questions all inside the app instead of having to send me a DM or send me a text or send me an email. And then did I answer that email? Maybe it was a DM. Streamlining where that program was delivered was very critical. So true coach. The second was my email system. I changed from MailChimp to ConvertKit. I like some of the functionality of ConvertKit a little bit better. It helps with some landing pages and lead magnets, which we can get into those things in a different episode. But again, having a spot where I can email my email list and be able to gather emails was critical. So I also use ConvertKit. 
So I had those two, ConvertKit, TrueCoach, and I was still sending stuff out through PayPal. I had one PayPal account that everything was just getting dumped into. The finance piece was mm, a bit off for me. And this money talk and just talk around finances was honestly embarrassing for me. And so one of the things that I did do was hire a financial coach. Again, that's different than a business coach. I hired somebody specifically to help dive into my numbers, to look at my PayPal account, to help me develop a business model for my needs and how I wanted things to operate. This was a game changer because it was literally like stuff was getting pulled from my joint account with my husband. I didn't have a separate space to charge things for the business. It was hellacious come tax time, which was literally the only time I would uncover my eyes and try to dive into finances. Hiring a financial coach changed all of that. I have so much more confidence in feeling like I'm running a business. This doesn't feel like a side hobby and finances that I never look at. Also, I did not make money the first few years. I operated at a loss. And I think that's really important to let people know that right out of the gate, I was not making anything. And to be honest, these past two years have been the first time that I have actually felt like my accounts are doing well, I'm operating in the plus, and it feels, quote, official. And so wherever you're at with your money, there are absolutely specific people out there that can help you with those things. So my recommendation would be hire that person for your money stuff, not a catch-all business coach. You need to have business accounts and a business credit card. I follow the profit first model where all of my money goes into one general account and then I split that up into my business account, tax account, salary account. I even have an account for the event that I run, Ignited Women's Summit. All of that has a specific purpose. So I know how much money I'm operating with based on my monthly expenses. I'm paying a co-coach. All of the stuff I'm paying for, for TrueCoach, for ConvertKit, for my systems all of that is laid out for me now. Whereas before, it was really more of a cross my fingers and hope for the best. I, like a lot of other coaches, started with one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I was coaching and doing programming for alumni and for a number of clients that I had in Seattle and kept on as one-on-one. -on -one. one of the things that I am extremely interested in and very committed to is having conversations around the impact that our body and our minds and our souls, how they're connected and the impact that we have on and in the world around us. And these conversations I was really starting to have around social justice. I had started my event, Ignited Women's Summit, and had been doing a lot of work offline around those conversations. And I saw so much overlap between the strength and conditioning worlds, and the conversations that we needed to be having. 
that were around our bodies, that were around diet culture, that were around toxic fitness culture, and these issues that were popping up around social justice. So from my one-on-one offerings, I started my wolf pack. And that is my high-level, high-touch, six-month group program. Now, it's a small group program. I only take about eight to ten women, and I program individually for each of those women inside the group. But it is a great balance between programming individually and doing these monthly modules where we dive deep into important topics around fitness culture, diet culture, social justice issues, community, core values, and how they impact your training. I ran that group really successfully twice. So it was a full year of going through some group stuff before I decided to launch my group program, which is now The Den. So one of the great benefits of running a group is that It's less touch, less access to you. So I wrote three months of this great training program, and I poured over it (laughs) for so long, really worried. Like, what if it's too hard for some people? What if it's too easy for some people? And I agonized over this, quote, perfect program. And one of the things that I found is that when you show up consistently, when you do the things that you are committed to consistently over and over and over again, the right people show up. You attract what you are. So the people that signed up for that original DEN program were the perfect fit. Now, numbers are what numbers are. My first launch for the DEN I had 12 people sign up. There were not hundreds of people that have ever flocked to the den, specifically because of the way I believe that I market it. So many coaches will tell you to market from a place of scarcity. Create scarcity so that people will sign up and they'll rush and knock down your doors. And I just won't. I don't believe in it. I do not believe in a scarcity model, and I certainly don't believe in a shame-based model. And I don't think people are intentionally shaming others into signing up for their programs, but I do think that people will push on pain points. And I won't. We are already pushed to the brink in our normal lives that I think marketing to pain points and selling people back their shame is quite honestly gross. And I refuse to do it. So what I've found is that marketing and growing has been a slower drip. Is that hard? Uh, Yeah, in the moment, it absolutely is. It feels like nobody wants to join and nobody's listening. If you've said those things to yourself, you are not alone. I have said them as well. And what I have found is that when you don't market pain points or shame or scarcity, those are the people that are truly showing up for your message and your values and your mission and they stay Creating a sustainable business is about solving problems for people 
and they will stay with you. I have people that have now been in the den for two and a half years. Two and a half years. If that's not sustainable abundance, I don't know what is. So the den started as a three-month program. That's it. I wrote three months of programming. I launched it on True Coach. I was still using PayPal and still trying to keep track of people on an Excel spreadsheet. Um, but I had True Coach and I had this great program and I put it out into the world and 12 people said yes. And I'm forever grateful for those special, magical 12 people that said yes initially. After they got through the three months, they were like, great, we got great results. We love being in here. What's next? And I said, well, guess I better write three more months. And because of my background in soccer and programming for my athletes, I, did, I knew I did not want them to just repeat the same three months. I knew there was something more we could explore strength-wise. There would be another phase. So I wrote another three months and then another three months and another three months. And I continue to build out this incredible training program in these three-month training blocks because there's always something more to explore, to build on, to work on when it comes to your strength and conditioning. And here's one of the things that I want to drive home when it comes to my business model and the wolf pack and the den. The den has been launched probably 10 to 12 times. And I go what I I go through what I call push weeks, where sometimes I will just push on social media that doors are open. A new training cycle for the den is starting and I will push it because mm, newsflash and because you're here on the podcast listening, the den is actually always open. It is set up on my website to always take new members. And now I have my system streamlined enough where if you go to the website, you sign up, I can always take on new members. But when it comes to marketing, I have to push or go through these push periods where I am marketing it, where I am letting people know about the program, loving up on our members, showing their success, their transformations, how much they love the program, telling people exactly who it's for, what they can expect, who I am, who my co-coach is. There are certain periods that I go through in my business where I will push the den to get new members. And then I get to relax and go through longer periods where I get to have fun with social media, I get to educate, I get to share my experience, where I'm not pushing the den. But I have been focused on this program for the past three years. It started originally as just that three-month program, and now there's over two years of programming inside of it. And all I do is push and launch and push and launch about once every quarter. Uh, so I will look ahead, plan out, see what my numbers are, and basically pick a push week or a launch week and ramp up to it the week before, open the doors, and that's all you'll hear about on social media and in my emails is the den. The den, the den, the den. 
You should be so sick and tired of hearing about your own programming. And when you're sick and tired of hearing about it from yourself, you know you're doing it right. And I will say that going through that again and again and again has refined my message. I know exactly who the den is for. I know exactly the type of transformation that you can expect. And I know why our members stay. Because here's the thing, you got to run the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. People's attention span is like in 15 second IG stories. And that's it. So when you say things once, it's not enough. You have to say it over and over and over again. And they sometimes are not ready in your launch cycle. I've had people that have been eyeing the den for over a year before they joined. Every time you show up and talk about your signature offer, your program, it is an opportunity and an invitation to people that are in your orbit and you are not going to get the type of business that you desire if you're not giving people the opportunity or the invitation to join you. Once I got far enough along with these programs and having enough people in them, that's when I really outsourced and got really dialed in with systems. And the next system that I utilized and hired for was using Dubsado, which is a great place when you talk about a all-encompassing, all-in-one platform uh, for workflows, for emails, for invoices, uh, for really automating a lot of stuff. So now inside of the den, part of my process is sending out monthly emails. You can do all of that through Dubsado and have it all timed out, keeping track of client projects and making sure that you're not missing anything when it comes to intake, the client experience, exit forms, all of those touch points that are very, very important to a client experience and making things seamless and streamlined is super important for me in having that client experience be the best. And one thing I want to make really clear to you is that your business goes through lots of iterations. I always feel like when I get this one thing figured out, then I'll be set. Once I hit this number, then I'll feel good and finished in my business. And quite honestly, it's never really worked like that. And now I've really tried to flip my mindset more around the iterations that my business goes through, where the first iteration, I think my... <laughs> website was like bright pink and had kettlebells all over it and I was using PayPal and invoicing people at the end of the month like pff, retroactively like fingers crossed hope people pay sending out these pdfs but I'm so grateful to that woman for starting that business and trying doing the thing that was the first iteration and now I'm at a different iteration where I can take on 30 to 40 DEN members and have some systems and processes in place and be able to hire out people when and if I need help. So you will also go through different iterations of your business. And I find it helpful to have these 
stepping stones inside of your business to take people through that client journey. So for me, it starts with maybe a freebie download, getting on my email list, people getting to know me through Instagram. Once they're interested enough, they understand and learn about the den, they can enter the den in a number of different ways. They can exist inside of that program in a way that serves them best. They introduced a DIY version that was after I had already done the den for over a year. And people were starting to get to a place where they're like, "Mm, maybe I need something a little bit different, less coaching. So I said, great, there's a problem. Let me solve that. Here's a DIY version for you. So now you can do a DIY version with zero coaching or be in the den with the accountability, the coaching feedback. There are two different ways to be in there. If you want more than the den, you can step up and potentially join the Wolfpack. Now, once my Wolfpack program is done, those eight to 10 women after those six months have the opportunity to then step down and join the den. So you can see how creating some different levels within your business offers your clients, your people, a place to land when their circumstances change throughout their life. And all of this has taken time. You don't have to go creating everything under the sun right out of the gate. Most of what I have developed that's worked for my business is because of my strengths, my passions, the conversations that I want to be having and the people that I want to work with. Maybe that's not right for you. And so I don't want you to sit and listen to this and think, oh, I have to develop a six-month program and oh, I need to have a DIY program. That has worked well for the type of athlete and client and lifter that comes into my community. So think about the type of person that you want to work with. What serves them best? How do they want to operate in their life? Most of the people I work with want a great program. They want results. They want strength and they don't want to have to think about it. We want to be able to trust the people that we're working with. So that's what I offer them. What can you offer your community and your people? What are your strengths? What are you passionate about? What are your values? Practice them, take them into your business and you will start attracting the most incredible people because your business is built on relationships with people. Like people over profit. Profit is cool and I want you to be profitable. I want all of us to be freaking profitable as hell. But not if it comes before people and we have to be serving those people. We have to be offering solutions for people, solving problems for them. Otherwise, you don't got a business. So a few key takeaways. The first, slow growth is okay. You want it to be human-centered, and a lot of times that comes from marketing from a place of abundance and not scarcity, not using shame, not using pain points, and that is a much slower growth. That slow drip is okay. Make sure you 
the business owner, the entrepreneur, make sure you have community and connections. It's been one of the most powerful and transformative things in my own business and my own life to have other women that I turn to that are on my level that are going through the same things that I'm going through that I will literally text and call and ask, do you have space, time and energy to deal with some tears today? Because oof, that launch flopped. You have to be able to have people that understand what you're going through because you will go through it and you don't want to be isolated. So make sure that you are reaching out, building friendships, particularly in the online space. Some of my best friends have come from Instagram and people love to gripe and, you know, tear at social media. And I agree there can be some pitfalls to it. But I have found in my corner of the internet the most incredible women. I guarantee you, you are one of them listening right now. And I'm so fucking grateful for you and your support. Find others who you know will support you and can listen to you and hold space for you. Build a business that people can be a part of. People want community. They want connection. You want a business that says, come with me not look at me. And so often I see a lot of hierarchical businesses where it's do what I say, I'm right, this is the best way. It's very binary, very black and white. And that leaves no room for your own humanness. Can we build businesses that provide space and breathing room for all of us to show up and be our best selves? And that requires you to come with me, not look at me. If you are congruent with your message, with your values, with your mission, that will come through with your messaging. And that takes practice. You don't just show up one day, write it down, and think it's done. It is constantly evolving, always. And the more you show up and the more you practice, the more congruent you become, the more clear your message becomes, the more it will seep into every corner and every aspect of your business, attracting the right types of people. What type of atmosphere are you providing people? Are you telling them how to be and how to show up and shaming them when they can't do that? I want to provide a powerful learning space where people can practice those reps literally and figuratively of strength and compassion and where we can all keep going together. And the last piece of advice or the last thing that has helped me the most in my business is to just keep going, to keep showing up. And what does that actually mean? Show up, do the work. Ugh, so sick of people telling me, show up, do the work. The fuck does that actually mean? To me, it's keeping the promises that I make to myself. And you know what? Sometimes even that doesn't happen. But inside my business, I know that I'm going to be launching the den. And I know I'm doing client check-ins and I know I'm going to be posting on social media and I know I'm going to be recording podcasts. The things that I know I'm going to do to keep those promises to myself and honestly align them 
with my values and my mission and how I want to be changing the fitness industry. And when you align those things and you show up again and again and again, not just your first launch when there's a ton of excitement, but what about that sixth, seventh, eighth launch where nobody shows up and it feels like nobody is listening? I promise you they are. And to me, I end up having this attitude like, I know how good my shit is. I know how powerful the dent is. I know what a good coach I am. And I have to tell people about it. I just have to. And so whether it's for you or it's not, great. If you're going to sign up, lucky you. If it's not right, move on. And if you can have that type of attitude too, if you can be so into your own shit it's transformative. It helps you show up with a powerful voice, with conviction. And that's the type of power and conviction I want you to have. Be so on board with your own shit that you just have to share. You should be so excited about what you're creating, about what you're building. Share it with the world. And if it's not for people, they will, I promise, they will scroll on by, they will tap on by, They will not give you a second thought. And when they're ready, they'll come back to you. I promise. You have to keep going. It may not feel like massive leaps. It may be small. It may be mundane. It may be boring. It probably will be. You might have some fear, some trepidation. But it's in the practicing. It's in the reps that you gain clarity. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Den Download. Please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of our conversations. If you appreciate the show, hop on over to iTunes and give us some stars. For more tips and notes from the show, check out allisontennyfitness.com and make sure to follow and come say hi over on the gram at Allison Tenney. Talk to you next week.